Bold Leadership, the science of winning with your host, Dave Evans. Welcome to the show. It's been a busy week for the staff at Bold Leadership. I am your host, Dave Evans, and welcome to today's episode, Will Teamwork Ever Rule the World? I got to tell you, the secret to this question lies in a poem by Robert Fulgram. All I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some. And draw and paint and sing and dance. And play and work every day some. Take a nap every afternoon. When you go out into the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands, and stick together. This is the foundation for becoming and being a great team. We learn the lessons of teamwork as a young child. I don't think I ever realized it until later in life. As we grow and compete, we do learn about teamwork, but more times than not, competition drives us to winning. If not mentored properly, we believe that only our efforts will drive the team to victory. That just ain't true. The strength of a team is not defined by the strongest link. It is the weak link and how the team supports that link, which will define how far you may go in life. Look at this year's NCAA Men's Basketball National Champion, Duke. On paper, Kentucky was a sure thing. Now, if you're a Duke fan, don't be offended because it's true. Duke beat a Kentucky team with more talent because Duke was the better team. They played as a team, found Kentucky's weakness, and exploited it. There are thousands of examples in both business and sports in which the team with more talent gets beat. So here is the bigger question. Will teamwork ever rule the world, and what the heck does it have to do with Robert's poem? Well, let's take some time and analyze it. First, share everything, play fair. Two simple acts which always result in a win-win and mutual respect from your opponents. If you do things for the right reasons, work within the rules, and win, your workmates and teammates will respect you. This respect builds the team. It also strengthens the team because it forces workmates and teammates to work harder to improve their game. Next, don't hit people. All right, most of us are old enough not to hit other people. But how many times have you heard someone verbally abused, treated as a second-class citizen, or worse yet, ridiculed because they are different? This surely destroys any hope of a strong team. Strong teams insulate and protect their weakest players. They band together to strengthen the weak while building their confidence. This simple step creates camaraderie and a sense of purpose because your teammates know you care. Clean up your mess. As adults, we do not often leave stuff lying around, and I think this statement is better summed up like this for a work team. When you make a mistake which knocks things out of alignment and screws up the project schedule, clean up your mess and make things right. 
If you don't know how to put things back like they were before your mistake, ask a teammate for help and don't be afraid that you don't know what to do. It's your mess. Own it, fix it for the team, and get back to work. Everyone makes mistakes. The stronger teams know how to band together and minimize the impact of mistakes. Don't take things that aren't yours. Have you ever been working on a project and discussed a new and innovative way to solve a problem only to have your teammate tell the boss your idea as if it was theirs? Honestly, this is probably the biggest challenge to building a strong team because somewhere along the way, someone told us that we needed to win at all costs. We pit ourselves against our teammates for every ounce of recognition so we can get the next promotion or pay raise. Stop the nonsense now before it bites you in the backside. How about this? Say you're sorry when you hurt someone. Okay, so you have made a mistake, stolen an idea, or screwed up a project. The team can recover if you are big enough to apologize and make it right. It's that simple. Everyone on the team already thinks that you are a dirtbag. Trust me, they know and they are talking about it. Why not try to make things right, re-level the playing field, and get back to working with the team? Wash your hands before you eat. I know you're thinking, how does this make the team stronger? Honestly, this is just good hygiene, and your teammates don't want to be around disgusting people at work. So wash your hands. Flush, same as above. I mean, seriously, do you want to be the person that leaves gifts in the lavatory for the next person to find? Look, I am the father of a teenage boy, and this is by far our biggest battle. I think my son has brain damage. He gets straight A's but can't remember to flush the toilet. Maybe he's a closet environmentalist. Warm cookies and milk are good for you. Teams must take the time to enjoy the good things in life together. I want you to do this. Take a dozen of freshly baked cookies into the break room. Invite your team in, pour a glass of milk, and see what happens. My guess is that you will learn something about your team you could not have learned otherwise. There is just something cool about cookies and milk, even to a gruff 45-year-old combat pilot. Live a balanced life. For most of my life, our team's motto has been work hard, play hard no matter what organization employed me. Life is stressful, and work can be a killer. Teams that work hard must find a release. Get out of the office at least once a month and do something as a team. You can play golf, do yoga, catch a movie, meet for drinks, but do something as a team. These moments are much like the cookies and milk moment. They will help your team bond, and your division will perform better. Learn some and think some. If you're not learning something every day, then you are not doing your part for the team. We should always be sharpening our skills, and there is truly no excuse for anything less. Share ideas and look at problems from different perspectives. Grow as a team. Who doesn't love this? And draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work every day some. This all equates to a balanced life. How many of you know that person that comes to work on fire every day and wonder how they do it? Or that person who shows up at the office with bags under their eyes because they have worked 120 hours already? 
The first person is balanced and more effective. The second person is useless. They define their work ethic by time at the office, not results. Effective teams have efficient, results-oriented teammates. Don't ever work for the sake of work. Focus on the team and improving results. I don't know how many people I have worked with that spent 18 hours a day at the office and their performance was exponentially worse than most of the team. They weren't balanced. This is by far the biggest leadership failure I see today. If you are the CEO and you work 18 hours a day, your employees think that they must do the same. It is not realistic. It hurts the team. And there are hundreds of effectiveness studies that prove this. My favorite, take a nap every afternoon. As silly as it seems, a 20-minute cat nap around 2 p.m. every afternoon will improve performance. I am not sure why we ever got rid of nap time. Our circadian rhythm drops in the middle of the afternoon every day. It's science, and you cannot change science. Most of us treat the symptoms with something caffeinated, but the team would be better off if we brought back nap time. So go pick up your blue and red mat out of the closet and get to napping. When you go out in the world, watch out for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure that both HR and safety will have a fit if we all hold hands and walk out into traffic, so please don't take this literally. I see this statement reinforcing the importance of the team, remembering that everyone else is depending on your performance, so do your best. Watch your teammates back and work together to reach the objective. As young children, we are all taught the difference between right and wrong, to behave, respect others, and get along. We learn that our classmates are our friends, and if we work well together, we will succeed. We learn the basics of teamwork in kindergarten. So what happens? We grow. We are taught to win at all costs. We choose sides and classify ourselves into special groups, jocks, nerds, gearheads, druggies, etc. Our social groups drive how we view the world and our thoughts on what is right and what is wrong. Our leaders who should define right and wrong don't even agree. We watch the news as national leaders make point and counterpoint to destroy their rivals all the while forgetting that the object of their leadership and elected position is not personal victories but the success of a nation or a company. We must remember that teamwork is working or acting together willingly for a common purpose, benefit or coordinated effort on the part of a group. Someday teamwork will rule the world. I'm not sure how we're going to get there, but I know it's going to take some bold leaders like you to raise the standard and force the team to remember the lessons that were taught by our kindergarten teachers. I challenge you to lead with a purpose and let your inner child lead you. Well, this concludes our latest episode of Bold Leadership. I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. And if there's something you need help with, send us an email. We'd love to help. I look forward to next time. And for now, I'm back to work on our next episode. Take care and be bold.